Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Sunday, December 16. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. I'm Japheth de Oliveira, and uh, we begin a brand new week here. We're still inside the Overflow series that we're in right now. It's the Christmas season, and uh, this week we're preparing on uh, a particular new passage here, and the series message that we're looking at is thanks. So let me pray uh, for us as we open this passage. Heavenly Father, I ask for your blessing, I ask for your guidance, I ask for your spirit to give us good insight, fresh insight, and application as well. It's a complicated passage. It has a lot of nuances and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, pulls in different directions, and we ask for your wisdom that in Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. All right, I am reading Romans chapter 12, verses 18 through 29, today in the English Standard Version, the ESV, subheading, A Kingdom That Cannot Be Shaken. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the Spirit, the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. All right. So I wonder if we can pick up that uh, this is just like the book of Romans, um, that it's written by our favorite friend, uh, Paul. I can pick that up. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, hopefully it will make more sense as the week goes on mm. and it will come, you know. That is something to hope for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the good thing is it's not talking about circumcision. It's super Christmassy too, yeah, yeah. I have to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. It is a great Christmas passage, Nothing actually. says Christmas like shaking and beasts and trembling with fear. Thank you. Thank you. We, we uh, <laughs> When we chose this text, we, we really thought... Who Who is we? Uh, a whole bunch of us. <laughs> oh, okay. Tim, Tim Gillespie and myself. Okay. <laughs> two of you. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Two of us. Two's and, a bunch. You know, two, two of us is a bunch, you know, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah, so we feel, we feel very happy with this text. I like it. It's good stuff. <laughs> Um, but I actually, I think that the, the passage is a really great passage. And I think it's a great passage because uh, it, it's, it's a passage that talks really about how we should be thankful to God for the huge contrast of who he is and how he's brought us to this great place. Um, but Because he used to be scary and now he's not? No, because people used to think he was scary. Oh, why did they think that? 
<laughs> I think people used to think what that. What gave them that idea? What gave them that idea? I think what it's not. That I think it's not. Notion. I think it's not. Uh, I think it's not so much uh, that uh, that people gave that idea. I think Satan actually gave that idea to people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was really Satan who was up there shaking everything and speaking in a scary voice and no stoning the beasts. No. 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 I think that Satan actually caused sin in the in the universe, hmm. and uh, and as a result of that, I think that people have had to learn. Uh, different ways of communication with each other. Maybe you should read the question. And I think that's what's Because it's almost as if we're talking about the question know, without having articulated what the question it's is. It's kind of good, though. It's a good question. Okay, let's hear the question and we'll decide how By the way, I, sh- I would encourage you to read The Daily Walk, which is uh, at boulder.church forward slash daily, and if not, you, you can subscribe to it as well. So here's the question. Um, what story or aspect about God do we need to improve in sharing with others? Now, in the written daily walk, you wrote about having had interactions in the last few months when you've been in Europe with people that you've known from your past who are both very upset and um, kind of distraught about the fact that their adult children no longer believe in God. Yeah, atheist. So I think what your question is coming from is this idea that these parents probably feel that they failed in some way in the way that they portrayed God to their children. So if they had uh, given a better story... That's not what they said to me. So just, oh, okay. just to make, that's not, make sure I should I was just, just that. thinking maybe it's that was what you parents, thought. No, I didn't think that about them, nor did the parents feel that they had actually failed okay. in that way. They just didn't know what to do about it. What their anguish was is that, uh, is that, that when they looked at the Bible and when they looked at stories... Um, they saw an angry God in the First Testament. Mm-hmm. They saw a kind God in the Second Testament. And and for some of them, it was incompatible. For some of them, they threw God away. For some of them, they said, well, this God is just too difficult to understand. And so I kind of just... In a way, I don't totally understand when people will say that because I think, okay, um, you think about yourself, any person... There's mm. a story anybody could tell about me where I would seem like a very angry person if you took you know, a selected um, kind of catalog of my actions or deeds sure, or words. Sure, human being. Right. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes I'm angry, sometimes I'm happy, sometimes mm. I'm loving, sometimes mm. I'm kind of not. So it feels mm. like, okay, God is a being who therefore experiences what appear to be emotions similar to what humans do. So I don't, I don't necessarily think there's anything super hard to understand about the fact that God isn't entirely consistent through everything that he says and does, because nobody is. I mean, people aren't. Well, well, that's, um, that's the difference. So it's kind of weird that we expect God to be totally consistent, well, whereas God, we're not. God says he, he is consistent. Oh, okay, well. Okay, so the, see, the I would, I would not claim not, to be consistent. It's not like God is like, it's like, oh, man, I've had a really bad day today. Zap a couple. Um, and, and so it's, and that's the impression. Except, you know, actually, no, I would say that yeah. I always am me. You know, so maybe that's what God's saying. You know, he'll that say, he, I am who I am. I always am people. me. And so everything that I do is consistent with who I am. Yeah. So I think everything I do is consistent with who I am, yeah. which is I'm a complicated person. But yeah, you're saying yeah. the people aren't so much saying that they feel guilty. It's that they themselves feel conflict about how to interpret God. And no. I guess I'm saying still, I think that there's something that we're feeling that we must have some responsibility in how we explain God to other people in order for them to accept or reject him. Isn't that the heart of what think, your question I think is about? The, the, the heart of the question for me is that Paul felt a responsibility to share who God was. 
And Paul also understood what it is to be a person who believes in uh, an erroneous image of God. Mm. To follow through on that has serious implications for his life. When he discovered who Christ was, truly, then he's like, oh, he, he repented of his ways. He changed the direction, course of his of his life. And and he's actively, he was actively pursuing a way to actually tell the story of, look, this is who God has always been and will always be. And so what he does here with this story is, is that he connects it with the giving of the law, with Mount Sinai. And he says, look, you know, you, you saw this guy Moses, and Moses was actually scared, but now we have Jesus. Jesus is not scared because he's the true mediator. Moses was just like trying to even grapple with the idea of understanding who God was. Jesus comes up here. Jesus is actually part of God. I mean, that they are equal, and so there is nothing inside of this. Is He speaks better word for us. He is the mediator of the new covenant. He is, you know, it's just... It's beauty well, all I mean, the way maybe through. The fact that he was a human was helpful. You yeah, know? the fact that he took on the incarnation, and yeah. therein is the Christmas magic. Oh, oh, there we have it. Okay, the incarnation. Oh, yeah, you said the word incarnation, so that makes it Christmassy. It, uh, well amazing, done. amazing how that slipped in there, just like just like that. Uh, amazing, but there's so much at Christmas to be thankful for, and this is part of the series of overflows. The idea is that this text pulls us into the place of overflows of thanks to God for all that he has done, is doing, and will do. Well, definitely. I think that if you're going to try to improve the way that other people see God, you could focus on the positive things that all of us have to be thankful for, the world that we live in, the health or benefits that we enjoy, all those things, just because we, we could equally focus on scary or disturbing aspects of God. Um, but I, I don't know that it's helpful to minimize those for people who are struggling with them because, you know, some people are not having happy lives and some people are dealing with things that they don't understand. And so I think glossing over things doesn't necessarily yeah. help. So I, I don't know <coughs> if I, I don't that. know that I think it's my responsibility to apologize for God or make him make sense. I think sometimes I would just have to concede that I don't know why God has allowed things to happen or why he appears to be doing things well let's uh if let's, un- doing them let's or not, unpack that properly this week because uh, okay. i don't think that god's asking us to ever apologize for him or, no or, just or to, or to i don't think over. he is but your question kind of slightly is maybe what story or aspect of god do, do we, we need, need to improve, improve we have to improve the story so that somehow uh, to me implies no. that you're taking the story no. and having to fix it no to make it palatable spin doctorate no. yes spin doctorate exactly no. No, I uh, no, and so let's uh, let's talk about that tomorrow. And okay. so, if you guys, uh, we've ran out of time today. If you want to know what we're thinking about that and what I'm thinking about that as well, and how we're going to dialogue about that, then join us tomorrow. Otherwise, let me repeat the question one more time: What story or aspect about God do we need to improve in sharing with others? Uh, look after each other, live love, and we will continue this tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.